The following is a paid program. WFEA is not responsible and accepts no liability for any of its content. The opinions, views, and advice expressed during the show are solely those of its participants and not those of WFEA, its advertisers, or management, and should be used as such as every individual situation is different. Just hanging around the campfire Telling stories about the good old days Laughing in a joke and have a couple beers Our feet are getting warm from the blaze All things are V All things are V Don't put the fire out Cause the kids will scream and shout And All things are V All things are V Join Uncle Bernie and the All Things RV team while we help you navigate through the different types of campers and all the ways to RV. We speak with industry leaders to give you the information you need to get to your favorite campground right here on All Things RV. All Things RV. All Things RV. All you need is love. La, 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 la. All you need is love. La, 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 la. All you need is love. Love. RV love is all you need. Boom. Hey, good morning and welcome to All Things RV with Uncle Bernie and friends. We have a wonderful show in store for our listeners today, but before we get into the fun part of discussing RVs, we'd like to let you know that the views, the information, and comments made by us during the show belong solely to us and do not represent our sponsor, Campers and RV. All content we provide is informational only and makes no claims on the accuracy, completeness of the information provided. And oh, by the way, sometimes we fib a little bit for comedic or entertainment reasons. But today we're not fibbing at all. Today we're telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God, because we have this incredible guest on today. You know, um, they've been hosting, um, they've been hosting all kinds of great stuff, and they're been RVing since 2014, Mark and Julie Bennett. They were full-time RVers for over six years until they got their home base last year and switched into a part-time travel in a smaller rig. Uh, they have a wonderful website called rvlove.com where you find hundreds of blogs, videos, and podcasts to give you verified information to help you and your family while RVing. Today, though, the Bennetts will be sharing with you, our listeners, the story behind what brought and that when they bought an old RV for just one dollar, and then they set it on fire. They made a whole video about the experience and what they learned to help all RVers. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. Stick around to hear the full story. There's tons of information on the RV fire safety prevention and their must-see, exquisitely produced video on that very same subject. And Toby, once again, the Bennetts are here to blow you away with their knowledge and dedication to the RV friends. That's right, Bernie. You know, it was just a few months ago that Mark and Julie were on the All Things RV podcast discussing their latest best-selling book, mm-hmm. RV Hacks, 400-plus ways to make life on the road easier, safer, and more fun. We talked about tons of tips and solutions to RV's most common challenges. It's a fantastic resource, resource, folks. Yeah, you know, I just picked up my second copy on Amazon last week. And, you know, my customers love this book, and it came in just a couple of days. Yeah, Greg has it on his desk now, too. I saw it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Mark and Julie aren't the type to just sit around reminiscing about their past successes. Oh, no, right after they released the book, they went to work on another huge project. That's right, Tobe. Just last month. 
they released an incredible and life-saving video called Lesson Learned from Our RV Fire. Our folks, uh, of course, folks, we'll be discussing and sharing absolutely vital information to you about the RV fire safety. And Toby, do you know who else is absolutely vital to the all things part? Mike, uh, Mike, RV? Mike. Yeah, Mike, 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 our RV <laughs> enthusiast uh, in training. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Thank you for your effort and dedication. The, benefit, uh, the Bennetts, although, have an incredible amount of uh, dedication to what they do and in their RV Love Squad for providing such a wonderful and informative resource. Uh, you can't overstate how dramatic that fire video was. Right. In fact, I think I'm quoting Mark here when he said simply it was a sobering experience. It's compelling, and we're going to talk a lot about it and encourage people to have a look at it when they're done listening today. That's right. Thanks, Mike. And we'll be get back to the fire in a little bit. But without any further ado, I'd like to introduce to our listeners Mark and Julie Bennett from RVLove.com. Mark and Julie, welcome once again to the All Things RV Show. Well, thanks, thanks so much for having us back. We're so excited, Bernie and Toby. Yeah, thanks. Thanks you so much. You know, Julie and Mark, thanks again for joining us today. For folks that don't know you as well as we do on the All Things RV team, remind us of your history with RVing and please tell our audience how you decide to become full-time RVers and start RVLove.com. Yeah, sure. Well, back in 2014, we sold our Colorado townhome and bought an RV so that we could live, work, and travel on the road full-time. So, because we wanted to explore all the amazing things that North America has to offer. And with such limited time off from my work, we managed to visit all 50 states, 48 of those with the RV. Nice. Yeah, we felt really inspired to share our adventures and what we were learning on the way. So, I began writing articles at our blog at RV Love and making videos for our YouTube channel and posting on social media. And one thing led to another in 2017 that led to Mark quitting his job so we could focus on creating content for RV Love full time. Well, Julia and Mark, do you mind if I brag on you a little bit? Not only are you both experienced videographers, bloggers, and RV educators, you are also accomplished writers. Your last book, RV Hacks, is on fire and flying off the shelves with Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all the places where your listeners uh, uh, find books, our listeners find books. Tell us about the tremendous response your RV Hacks book has received in the marketplace. Yeah, thanks, Bernie. It's, it's really kind of you to say, you know, our industry has really been booming, especially the past couple of years of the pandemic. So many new people have been hitting the road in RVs and discovering it's so great about the lifestyle. But it, it seems RV Hacks has hit a spot for even more folks than our first book, Living the RV Life, because it really helps shorten the learning curve for those new to the lifestyle. But even seasoned RVers will find some handy tips and tricks in there. You know, as RVers, we never stop learning. Yeah. yeah, there's amazing industry folks like yourself, Bernie, and Bob Zagami from the New England RV Dealers Association. And as a good friend of yours, you know, have all been such incredible advocates for us in the book. And, you know, as you know, on the back cover, Bob says a copy of RV Hacks should be in every RV on the road today. And <laughs> we agree. But, oh, yeah. You know, the book yeah, book hit number one spot on several categories on Amazon the day it was released, and now it has over 250 Amazon reviews. I think I think the average rating is something like 4.6 out of 5 or something. So we're very grateful. The book's been so well received. Well, that's well, awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, um, you know, I, I was talking to, to, like Toby said earlier, I was talking to Greg. I said, you know, we should be giving this book out, you know, this, this book should go along. We have so many new buyers right now. So many people right. that are not experienced. This right. book is going to go a long way to help those folks out. So what's going to be happening in the next segment here, Tobes? 
folks, stick around to hear more from Julie and Mark Bennett. We'll, we will be right when we will get into RV fire safety and the Bennett's, Bennett's brand new video, Lessons Learned from Our RV Fire. We are brought to you by Campers and RV, the RV's trusted resource. Check out the informational blogs on campersin.com forward slash blog. Look for the All Things RV on Facebook and your favorite podcast platforms and right here on 99.9 and 1370 WFEA. And welcome back to All Things RV with Uncle Bernie and Friends, brought to you by Campers in RV, the RV's trusted resource. We have the pleasure of spending this wonderful morning with Julian Mark Bennett as we speak in depth about their wonderfully informative video called Lessons Learned from Our RV Fire. Um, there is so much to talk about. Let's get right into it. Mark and Julie, tell us why you decided to put this video together uh, in, for new and experienced RVers. Well, sure. I mean, I guess to go back, we've got to go back a couple of years. And the reason we did that is in 2019, we visited an RV salvage yard with over 1,500 motorhomes just laying around. They were there because of an accident or fire. Right. And we actually did a video about it called Where RVs Go to Die, which went viral. I think it's had almost 700,000 views Oh, my God. Now. But it's such a um, sad subject pretty, when you think about it, right? It is. It's pretty really confronting seeing and smelling all the RVs that's been told by fire, especially as a full-timer. Right, right. Yeah, they, they, you know, engine fires and fridge fires. It was such an impactful experience, and we just couldn't forget about it. And then last year in 2010, I mean, it was so bizarre. We had two full-time family friends who lost their homes on wheels. Their oh, my gosh. To, to fire. Yeah, in fact, we knew six people who lost their homes to fire last year, four sticks and bricks and two to fire, which was just crazy. I mean, all in the middle of this pandemic year. So it just really hit home so hard, and we thought, what can we do to do some, what can we do about increasing awareness about the risk of RV fires and what can we all do to stay safe? And, you know, I think a lot of us out there, we fear what we don't understand. So if we could do an experiment and then understand more about it, we could help reduce any fear that we or others have about a fire and, and just, you know, make ourselves safer. Oh, yeah, for right, sure. Right. And, you know, Julie, like we were discussing earlier before we went on the air, you know, having people know what to expect before it happens because right. they literally have seconds to get out of that RV. So if they can at least watch the video to have a plan in place, like, you know, you have a, a fire drill at your house, there's a meeting spot, the yep. front light pole, do the same thing when you're RVing, you know, meet at the, you know, the road that your, your campsite's on. It's almost, you know, everybody's safe and they get out. You know, I watched the video and I was amazed at the logistics which had to be accomplished to make this video effective to those who watched it, but as important, safe to you and the team that who produced it. Can you tell us a little bit about the challenges you faced during the project? Sure. Well, first up, it's important for people to know that are listening that this wasn't just some stunt we pulled together in our backyard. I mean, we yeah. knew from day one that we needed to get help with this project with fire professionals to ensure this burn was done safely. Uh, so, you know, honestly, we just started asking around and and one thing led to another. We got connected to a local fire chief. He was really interested in, in the idea that we had this project. And he sees so many more people now living in RVs these days and just aren't aware of the risks and how they can stay safe. Yeah, and so then he connected us with the state-level fire professionals, and they jumped right on board too. So they all shared our concern and wanting to work together to get the word out. And it's, it also ended up being a great training exercise for the local firefighters so there was a lot involved from finding the appropriate RVs, a safe place to conduct the burn, to the firefighters attending, and of course dealing with Mother Nature. Um, weather is a challenge when you're trying to do a big fire like that. So 
And of course, don't forget that there's also you have to clean up an awfully big mess. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. that, that's for sure. That, that could be a time video. Oh, <laughs> a- absolutely. But it is amazing how everyone just got right on board right away. And, you know, because I look at the logistics, I'm like, well, I don't know how many firemen you had there, maybe like six or seven. You had um, this guy, Chuck, that came by, Altwater. Mm-hmm. You know, he was more or less on a state level. And, oh, my God, yeah. just on and on and on. What do you got for him, Mike? Well, uh, hi, this is Mike, the uh, the producer. Uh, Bernie, you just mentioned logistics here, and it yeah. sounds like, Mark and Julie, you had one problem to solve after another just before you, you lit the match. You know, a lot of folks have given up after just a few of these types of issues, or would have, but you kept motivated. So what kept you going to to get to the final result? Well, I think I think we just really knew just that this really strong intuitive sense that this project, this video, was going to impact people very deeply and, and in a positive way. And that we just figured by burning this one old RV, it could potentially help save the lives and RVs of hundreds or maybe even thousands of others over the years. And, and yes, it was such a huge project and we faced challenges like on the day, we, you know, everyone was there, we were getting ready to go. And then we got a call saying, sorry, the fires the cancelled. You know, the weather condition, the winds have kicked up. This was in June, so it was right at the beginning of fire season, which oh my was goodness. coming early. So we had just paid a dollar for this old RV, and then we paid $350 to have it towed, because it wasn't drivable, to um, Kevlar Corner Campground in Colorado. So this, this was a 1973 Winnebago Brave. You know that classic motorhome that, you know, they, yep. they brought back Winnebago a few years ago. That bread box, yep. <laughs> yeah, that real recognisable, iconic RV, actually. But this campground, Kebler Corner, offered a big open space to burn it. And so we had dragged it there, sitting in the middle of a field, and then we're like, yeah, we can't go ahead with it. It's too dangerous. The fires, the winds are up. And we were just couldn't believe it. So, oh, my the, goodness. First of all, it was cancelled because it was, the, as I said, beginning of fire season. And then we were thinking, well, okay, so now what are we going to do with this old RV sitting in the middle? Yeah, that was super stressful, trying to think of coming up with a plan B. Yeah, sure. The possibility that if we didn't do it that week, it might not go ahead until October or until the snow flies. I mean, everybody there, we'd had yeah. like people to help us clean up the best had driven up from Texas. We had others had, you know, coming from Nebraska to, you know, help us film it. So it was, we had a, I don't know, I think nearly a team of 20 involved, a fire crew. We had, as you said, uh, we had six, six uh, local firefighters that uh, local to the campground that came along. So Yeah, so we just had to, you know, basically just keep trusting and taking it day by day, you know, even an hour at a time. Um, literally at the 11th hour, the winds dropped, the conditions were safe, and so we got the approval to go ahead that fire to yeah, the next especially name Harvey Oh yeah. I was going to ask you about Harvey. You know, how did how did Harvey get his name and uh, and uh, you know what? Why did you pick that camper? It was in rough well, shape. Yeah. I mean, you had to rebuild the whole thing. Shape. It was a delicate balance, though. You know, you want you don't want something so bad that people can't relate to it, but you right. you also. You know, you need it. You don't want to ruin something that could have been still viable for people to live in. So I actually, ironically, had to do some work to fix up the RV in order to burn it to the ground. But it, uh, <laughs> I think you had to do a lot of work. Uh, as and people watch the video and, and make sure that you get on YouTube right now and and look for this video. Lessons learned from our RV fire, uh, where they take Harvey, they actually rebuild him significantly to burn him down. To burn him down. But you know what blew my mind? <laughs> mind mark you were inside that camper without a mask on and there had to be just a tinge of mold 
mold, mildew, <laughs> and other toxic things going on in that camper while you were working. Yeah, I mean, hopefully not. I didn't get sick from it, but I remember I remember Chucky showed up because I, you know, I was mostly wearing a mask, but then I took it off to talk to the camera a few times, and sure. Chuck's like, "Oh, hunt a virus horror to be. you know, it's <laughs> got all these, all these old dangerous old stuff. And it was definitely definitely some hazard. I didn't get any hazard pay for this job. But, yeah. So not yeah. only had to get the junk out of it, but you had to sturdy it up. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you had to do to kind of make this rig seem to burn in a similar fashion as to something a little bit more modern yeah well i needed to fix the ceiling because it came in a little bit from water damage in the field. a little but, you know, bit a lot of you couldn't even doing. walk through <laughs> the thing i mean the, the ceiling was like waist high <laughs> it was pretty low for sure but you know we basically as far as making it more realistic for other people we had to make it have things in it like normal people would when they're traveling because right. The clothing and paper towels, paper plates and all that stuff, those are all sources of fuel, you know, books and even like things like uh, nail polish and stuff. But, yep. you know, the clothing, especially polyester clothing is, as Chuck said, it's like solidified gasoline. I mean, once it gets to the critical temperature, that is serious fuel. And also speaking of fuel, we to make it safe for the fire department, we did have, we removed gasoline, we removed propane, we removed um other really dangerous things for the fire department so that we can keep everybody safe. Yeah, you depressurize the shocks or something, right? And, Mark, we did learn right. one other valuable lesson from your video. If you do this again, make sure to remove the gas filler cap. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that yeah. thing was like a projectile. <laughs> that was a great moment of drama in the video. We were not planning that at all, but it was just yeah. <laughs> that was, Oh, so then you see that neck go ricocheting out the field and... Yeah, and Julie, the look on your on your, your face is like, it's it's okay to put this thing out now. Like you know, like please <laughs> yeah. stop putting this thing out. Like the the look on your face was priceless because it, it is yeah. kind of nerve wracking. And and can you imagine? Because in a real life situation, you wouldn't be removing the gas cap, you wouldn't be removing the propane, you wouldn't be drilling holes into the shocks. Right. You right. know, it would be a much more volatile situation. Right. That's a great point. So true. Is that you know. We took all of those out to reduce the risk of fire. Oh, sorry, right. risk, risk to everybody. And uh, yeah, in a regular situation, all of those extra hugely flammable substances would be on board. You know, this this doesn't even necessarily happen have to happen to your RV. It could happen to the RV next to you in a campground or out camping in the national forest. That's and right. that can spread quickly. So I think that's something for people to keep in mind too. Even if you take all the precautions, what if someone else hasn't? You can still be impacted. Yeah, you know, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about this later on, but tell us what, what some of the things that people can do to be a little bit uh, more, you know, they could help prevent this situation from getting really bad, or they can help uh, better happening at make all. them, you know, ready, ready for it when it does happen, right? So what are some of the things they can do? Well, I think, you know, just being aware, and uh, we were talking before the call, just having a plan of action to be able to know what to do in the case of a fire. Um, we also, we personally like having multiple fire extinguishers at the ready. And oh, so good. they're easily accessible because, you know, if you're in the back there and the fire starts between you and the exit door, you know, you want to be able to have them super quick to grab. Because that's one lesson we learned on this is that once this thing goes up, if you don't catch it when it's a small 
small fire, it's gone. It's, right. You're just done for. So, so how much time do people sure have? So once, once something starts, uh, a, an actual fire starts and it, say it clings to a curtain or something, mm -hmm. how much time do people mm -hmm. have to either respond or get out of there? Well, unfortunately, in an RV, you have seconds. Unlike in a regular home, you might have a couple minutes. But right. in RVs, there's so many more flammable materials and it's such a smaller space that the smoke and it, everything gets overcome so much faster and the materials it's made of just are not as resilient to fire as a regular home. So I would say, you know, within 30 seconds, ideally, but I'd say probably a maximum of a minute. I mean, it's really that fast. Right. So you don't have time to waste. I think if, if you do have a fire can handy that you can get out of spot, say the kitchen fire is one of the most common causes, or refrigerator fire, you know, we're seeing less of those these days because more people are getting residential-style fridges in RVs. But, you know, if you can get that out quickly, great, but it's not about saving the RV, it's about saving your life. That's, that's what you're trying to do. And the fire department's not likely to get there. It happens so fast that by the time the average response time is eight minutes, we were actually in a more remote location where they're earliest they probably could have got to that campsite would have been 25 to 30 minutes. And this fire was only burning for 15 when it was... And as we saw, was, the camper was, saw, gone. was Wow. Yeah. Well, so you just really... You can't rely on the fire department to save you. You really have to save yourself and save your save your family. And, uh, wow. Yeah, that's but checking batteries. I think that's another very simple thing that people can do. A, check that you do have a smoke detector in mm -hmm. your RV, smoke and carbon monoxide detector. A lot of them are you know, combination units these days, make sure they have fresh batteries in them and check and change your batteries. You know, we just like to change the batteries twice a year, like, on, you know, around the 1st of the year and 4th of July. Hey, you know, Julie, thank, thank yeah. goodness we have a lot of show remaining to get into the nitty-gritty of this fire safety, you know. <laughs> so um, don't forget to look for their book, RV Hacks, on Amazon, your favorite bookstores today. We are All Things RV with Uncle Bernie and Friends, brought to you by Campers in RV, the RVer's trusted resource. We're going to be back in just a little bit, and you can find us on Facebook and all your favorite podcast platforms right here on 99.9 and 1370 WFEA. And welcome back to All Things RV, brought to you by Campers in RV, the RVer's trusted resource. We have Mark and Julie Bennett from RVLove.com speaking about their brand new RV fire, fire safety video, Lessons Learned from our RV. Our RV fire. I can't say our RV fire. It's kind of a tongue twist. Yeah. Toby, let's talk about the tremendous response from the RV industry and RVers themselves about this video. Would you be so kind to read a few of the reviews? Definitely. So the first one, uh, it says, this is an awesome video with lots of great information. Being in Florida, we learned early the benefit of putting screens to protect the water heater and furnaces to keep out insects like wasps. From building nests, as you explained in the video, the nesting material can be a fire hazard. I didn't even think of that to right. watch this video. Uh, the second one, I just watched this on RV Traveler News, RV Travel Newsletter. I pray every current and future RVer watches this. It's, I'm going out right now to check our RV to see if we have any nests built. And then the third one, what a great service you provided. Thank you for thinking of it and planning it. Uh, and planning... To get it done, it sounds like you learned a lot about combustibles and storing them properly. Hopefully, RVs and first responders will be safer. Uh, that's just amazing. And and as we look at this video, I've seen already well over 15,000 people have watched this video, and it seems like the word is getting out. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, 
the process of preparing the camper, coordinating with the campground owner, local fire marshals, park rangers, product staff, uh, production staff, and editing. Oh my gosh, let's get into some of the takeaways and surprises that happened to you during the fire itself. What were some of the best learning moments for, for you? Well, I think just how many hazards there are in an RV. I mean, not to scare folks, since many of these things are relevant in stick and brick homes as well, but you do need to consider that RVs are much smaller spaces, and you really have a very short window of time to get out of there once it's caught fire. So the RV likely will not be safe, so just focus on getting out safely by yourself. And um, also that smoke detectors work. We had one inside the RV, and it would not have seen or heard in the video um, that it went off in 30 seconds, uh, so if, if the fire starts when you're sleeping, it will wake you up. Um, so go check your smoke detector and make sure it has fresh batteries in there. You know, I'm going to just break away for a second because, you know, all campers come with a smoke detector. Yep. But, you know, after seeing this, there probably should be smoke detectors in other places, too. It shouldn't just be one in a coach, you know, and uh, it should be closer to where the fire could occur. Uh, but more importantly, maybe two or three of them. So if if one doesn't catch it, the other one does, right? So uh, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. And, and also, just remember, too, people buy these pre-owned RVs that might be 5 and 10 years old, and these smoke detectors only have a lifespan of 10 years. So it's not just changing right. the batteries every year. You've got to change the unit itself. You know, you mentioned in the video some of the more flammable parts of the RV and the flammable items the RVers typically bring along. What were the items and and what can we do to help prevent these fires and reduce the danger? Well, the, for the more stuff you carry in the RV, that's more fuel. Plus, it's overloading the RV, which is another point of safety and can cause fires, too. So yep. uh, definitely don't keep paper towels or other flammable materials near your stovetop or kitchen area. Yeah, don't burn real candles inside your RV. You use those little LED battery-operated candles. Don't sure. You never leave a stove or campfire unattended, ever. You know, a lot of people, you'd be cooking bacon. Hopefully, you're outside cooking the bacon on your grill, but grease fires are among the most common cause of <laughs> kitchen fires. And, you know, we this is something we learned and we shared in the video, is that grease can hit 650 degrees and then it immediately bursts into flames. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, just reaching that temperature, but never, ever throw water on a grease fire. And, you know, another thing, like, if don't overload your power outlets or your extension cords. Never run extension or power cords under rugs because the heat can't escape. That's right. Uh, and, and, and also, many fires, don't forget, happen while the RV is in motion. Uh, hot brakes or exhausts or dragging chains that can create sparks that set fire to dry grasses on the side of the road. I mean, you might have seen when you drive down the road, those little black scars on the shoulder. Those are fires. Those are car fires and RV fires. So uh, we carry fire foam cans inside and outside of our RV uh, as well as in our tow vehicle. So there's always one within arm's reach to, so you can get there with it fast. Yeah, and that might even be to help someone else with their RV on the side. Absolutely. I carry one for years because someone helped me when I had a car fire years ago. So I, I'm always looking for my opportunity to help pay that forward. Absolutely. You know, there's a, a lot of things that happen, you know, that we don't realize, right? Cooking, baking, whether it be inside or outside uh, the RV, it's very flammable. So what I I do, I typically cook it at home first, and I cook it inside the oven so I'm not superheating the stovetop. I can control the temperature much better, and uh, and I pre-cook it, so now I'm just warming it up. And so there's most of the 
grease and the extra oil has been rendered out of it, and then you just have bacon to crisping up, right? So not only does it taste good, it's but it's idea. a heck of a lot safer, for sure. Right. I remember last time I was camping, we, I was making bacon on the fire and you know, had the nice flat griddle and everything was right. going great. The bacon's cooking. Walked away for two seconds and there was just enough slant in the pan. <laughs> Sounded dripping <laughs> off. Oh, no. And boom. I mean, I couldn't believe the fireball it made. Huh. Uh, everyone wow. like jumped back around. I'm like, thank God that was outside and not inside. What a waste of good bacon, Toby. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, you know, prepare ahead, that's for sure. But, you know, we, we talked also about the things that you bring. Before the show, we were chatting a little bit, and, and, uh, and I was noticing a customer's um, RV, and it was a big fifth wheel, and they obviously had a big family with a bunch of kids and this and that. And each one of the bunks had like 25 to 30 stuffed animals on it. And in right. this context, the thing that we're talking about, if something were to happen, those children were, would be potentially engulfed in flames in just a couple of minutes. But also, too, well, very... especially, you know, polyesters, you know, a lot of those stuffed animals are, you know, made with polyesters and that solidified gas and that stuff's super flammable. Right. And because they have like little hairs on them, it actually accelerates the potential spreading of the fire. Right. Yeah. Because they catch so much quicker. Now the other big thing too is look at all the units in our in our lot that are customer units. Right. Everybody wants a nice plush bed. Everyone's princess in the mm. pea. They want a nice, comfortable sleeping. <laughs> How many have those memory foam on the bunks? <laughs> the parents' oh, bed. Oh my gosh! I went to one of the customers' units yesterday, and I couldn't even walk through it. And it was one of my customers. I had to check on the mileage. Yeah. And there was so much stuff in there. You couldn't even walk in the RV. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where are they putting all this stuff? Yeah. But all that's combustible yeah. materials, and it's that's all right. foam. Yeah. Well, that memory foam, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost liquid. That's why it's so soft, right? right. So it's going to melt, have a, a much lower melting point than a lot of the other liquids. Uh, I mean, uh, other solids in the, in the camper, for sure. Right. Wow. So we've actually heard of people in Arizona that had a memory phone and left town for the summer and the house was so hot inside that their bed melted. So yeah, <laughs> it, it literally does melt that stuff in hot enough temperatures. Yeah. Hey, Mike, do you want to reiterate what we were talking about in the last segment there? Uh, we had a, a question about some of those things. Yeah, it, it's probably, <clears throat> excuse me, worth repeating Again, and you just brought it up with the stuffed animals and walking through a, a cluttered RV. Yeah. How much time and how quickly, and people shouldn't should think about this, do you have to get out of a unit that starts burning and don't linger, don't be a hero, get out? Because I think you said, Mark, it probably won't be salvaged. It's extremely unlikely it'll be salvaged. You only have seconds to get out safely before the smoke can overtake you. Or carbon monoxide, too, is another mm. risk factor we haven't even talked about. But, yeah, you really have to get out quickly. And you're, if you can't save it in those first few seconds with one handheld fire tincture, you use, that's it's gone. Because the fire department's going to be at least eight minutes, probably 15, 20 minutes. And an RV fire, I mean, ours was burnt to the ground in 15. So, and that's without gasoline, without propane. Um, so it can happen really fast. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I really think that um, it's an, an important responsibility for each and every camper to keep their camper safe for their neighbors, right? So say, for instance, that, you know, you, Mark and, Mark and Julie have the safest camper on the planet and, and they're doing everything right, but their neighbor isn't practicing uh, safe fire safety. Uh, and then... 
you know, they run the risk of burning Mark and Julie's camp down or, or somebody else's and then potentially having injury or, or even worse, right? Right. Yeah, I really love that you mentioned that too, because that's something we take seriously is making sure we protect those around us. And we've heard of, constru- of uh, storage facilities where one went up and burned another 40 RVs. Oh so my God. It can definitely happen. It can spread. So, you know, be responsible for your own safety, but also try and make sure other people are safe. And also in the woodland uh, urban interface, you know, where you're out camping in the woods, you could start a forest fire that causes even more damage. Mm. So I think one of the good rules of thumb is not bring Toby there, especially if he's cooking. <laughs> bacon. Yeah. I'll cook the bacon at home before. I yeah. Go. Yeah, I love Bernie's tip. Cook the bacon at home. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, there's there's a lot of other good tips to it when it comes to storage and planning and and packaging. Um, let's jump back. We're going to get in more in, into the fire, but we have a few minutes here. Uh, like actually, just a couple of minutes. Talk about what's going on in RVLove.com. Let the people know it's not about just fire safety. You give them hundreds and hundreds of other tips. Oh, it's all kinds of things. We've been producing content on our website for over seven years, and you know we are big on safety burnings a lot. There, we products that we're big fans of, things like tire pressure monitoring systems and how they can keep your RV safe. And, yep. But there's fun stuff too. You know, like we just got back from the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta, which is a bucket list item for so wow. many people and RVs. It's an incredible. Next year's the 50th year. This was the first year, the 49th year, that was actually sponsored by the RV industry. Wow. So it's going to be even if it's the first time. So next year's going to be huge for that. But, uh, you know, we've got RV gear suggestions and, you know, weight safe management. What, 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 I can't even get my words out. Or even like this, we put up a video about um, how to help people winterize their RVs. So we oh, love so this. handy. We love timely. educating people. Yeah, and I know you've done some stuff on, you know, getting good Wi-Fi or homeschooling and, you know, just setting up and breaking down. And there's hundreds and hundreds of other things that are available for educational purposes on RVLove.com. So people, you know, everything that this couple does, they verify, certify, bonify, they make sure it's right. They don't just guess at it and say, we think this is the way it ought to go. No, they've done the research, and when they write a book, it actually gets gone through by by uh, uh, what what do you call them you know the editors and stuff proofreaders, yeah. yeah and proofreaders and they're going to go through the whole book and make sure that everything that they say and do and produce and give to you folks is accurate and real information so uh Toby, we're going to be back and tell us a little bit what's going on in the last segment of our show today. Yeah, we'll be right back with more as we delve deeper into lessons learned from our RV fire with Mark and Julie Bennett of RVLove.com. You're listening to All Things RV with Uncle Bertie and Friends, brought to you by Campers Inn, uh, the RV's trusted resource. Check out their informational blogs on CampersInn.com forward slash blog. Follow us on Facebook and your favorite podcast platforms and right here on 99.9 and 1370 WFEA. And we're back with All Things RV as we speak with Mark and Julie Bennett about the RV fire safety and prevention video. Um, Mark and Julie, thanks for hanging around the campfire with Uncle Bernie and friends. Oh, we really love being here with you guys. Yeah, we, we like hanging out with you too, you know. During the video, and just so you know, folks, this wasn't a video just of any RV fire. It was a video of the making and production of an RV fire, including the cause and effects and burning of the fire itself. It's only 25 minutes long, but it's a powerful story that will keep you captivated and loaded with hundreds of video aspects and perspectives from Mark and Julie and the massive burn team. As some of you 
as someone who has produced and directed large-scale theater productions, spending weeks putting together production schedules, I'm curious how much time and effort went into the planning of the production of the video and how much of it was you making it up as you went along? <laughs> well, it, it, it was a big production. I mean, I started talking about wanting to do this. I don't even remember exactly, but it was earlier this year, maybe February or March. Just couldn't shake off this idea. I said to Mark, I want to burn an RV. I know this sounds crazy, but I just really want to do it. I said, I want it to help prevent other people's RVs. You're lucky you got someone like Mark behind you to kind of back you up on well, some of these you know, kind of crazy ideas. I but he really took me seriously, but he was just like, yeah, he didn't take me seriously until I started asking around. And then I got connected with a local uh, state, uh, sorry, a local fire chief, and we went down to visit him in the station. He's like, oh, yeah, he said, we see more people in RVs, and, and you know, we want more people to know about this. This is a great project. And that's when he got us connected with the state level people, and it really oh, wow. started to then take shape. And that's when Mark started taking me seriously when the fire department came on board and when they really gave us some good direction on what to look for in an RV because, you know, we've had to buy an RV to have the title to be legally able to burn it. And, you know, I mean, who wants to sell an RV that's still good enough to sell or remodel or make money from, but it had to be relatable. But, you know, we, there was a lot of planning and execution and video editing, probably hundreds of hours, I would say, altogether. Yeah, I mean, the, the making it up as we went along really only happened when we were on the site of the campground with the RV in the field dealing with changing plans due to the weather. So we had to take steps to ensure everyone was safe uh, and juggle the filming schedule from the educational interview aspect, fire testing and training, you know, all that kind of thing. We had probably 20 people involved all up. Oh, and, wow. um, everyone was just terrific to work yeah, with. We, we couldn't have done it without them. It was, <laughs> it was a huge team that came together for that. Yeah, so you didn't have to get the orchestra and the choreographer <laughs> and, and the dancers and the people with the lights <laughs> and all that other stuff. But you had plenty to do to put this production together. Yeah, not as much as a theater production, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely, definitely a lot of moving parts. Well, I definitely say it's the best dollar you ever spent. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> of course, it was Bang three for the buck. Yeah. It was three fifty to get it to the site. Um, but you know, as I watched the video again, just key things that stood out for me was how fast it went up. Um, the video where you get the cameras inside and how fast the black smoke went from the ceiling to the floor was literally two seconds. So I'm, I'm picturing people trying to get out of the RV. Right. And even in your house, they say stop, drop, and roll. Well, you roll if you're on fire, but yeah. um, drop. Mm. And at two seconds, I mean, it was to the floor. So trying to get out and trying to find the door and everything. So definitely having a plan to get out. Um, one of your, I think it was your production crew, when he said, my cell phone just went out. It overheated. And he was probably, what, mm. 50, 100 feet away from the RV, and that's how intense the heat was. Yeah, we were really far away from it, and you know, all the gear started overheating. You could really feel the heat because it was it was over two thousand degrees that fire. It was super oh intense, flames fifteen twenty feet above the rig. I mean, it was it was intense for sure. And as you would have seen, and hopefully your listeners, you know, will go watch it. We had like drones. We had a couple of drones in the air. We had different cameras set up outside and inside. That multiple cameras shoot, so you can see it from every angle, and it's it's uh, it's pretty crazy to see exactly what happens inside and out. Right. So how many people were, were actually filming this while all that other stuff was going on? Well, we had yeah, three drones, three cameras inside, plus three, no, plus four other cameras outside. So, oh, my and God. Two, two people GoPros, full on many cameras. Probably eight cameras rolling, and we knew we were going to lose a few of those cameras. The cameras inside completely melted, um, but amazingly, the, the SIM cards, the little chips, yeah. still had the data on it. 
Yeah, the fire department forensic team was able to get that the melted gooey mess of the camera out and get the SIM card. So that that was really exciting. So the cameras, of, the, like they had a, it was inside of a, a protective box. Um, mm -hmm. So the box burnt, the camera burnt, but two mm -hmm. of them, the SIM cards actually survived. That's amazing. It was yeah. amazing. Now tell us a yeah, little bit about that that bag. You had this fire bag with important documents in it, including one of your books. So. That was crazy. So our friends, you know, we mentioned one of our friends that lost their RV to fire last year. They had a fire bag that they had important documents in because they were full time under the bed in their uh, in their fifth wheel, and it actually survived the fire. And so we got some of those fire bags as soon as I heard that story, and we bought it. Came in a pack of two, so we used one in the fire and we put it. Put, put some important documents in it, you know, just some papers that said important documents and a copy of our first book, Living the RV Life. We put right. it under the bed at the back of the RV. And honestly, we didn't we didn't expect it would survive, but when the fire crew was putting out the fire with the hose later and then we asked if they were bringing the cameras over and we said, well, what happened to that fire bag? And they went looking for it and they pulled up this, you'll see it in the video, as you guys have, like they pulled out this burnt bag that was, really was still pretty much intact. It was just the stitching was starting to come undone. And then Mark pulled it out and it had the, I would say the book was about 80% intact. So it was like, it was like singed, but it was totally still, like everything was still readable. It was just singed. It was amazing. 2,000 degrees right at the back there. So, so those things work. Oh, yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what you folks use to start the fire and how did you come about using that? We talked a little bit about cooking or whatever. Tell us how that happened. How did you start that fire? Well, when we were talking to the fire professionals, they had mentioned that one of the most common forms of fire is a cooking fire, a grease fire. And so we wanted to simulate that grease fire. Uh, so we stocked it with the cooking oil and paper towels, corn chips and all that. And then... Not the corn you chips. You didn't what? burn the corn chips. <laughs> you know, I'm making chili today. I could use hacks, some of those. Oh. One of our hacks in the RV Hacks book is if you put a handful of corn chips in a paper towel to start your campfire because they're so flammable. That's so much grease. There's so much oil in them, yeah. <laughs> yeah How about that? That's a great hack. That's a great <laughs> trick, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, clothes in the closet, bedding books and all flammable items and... You know, the other extra things. And, yep. and you know, as you saw in the video, with was uh, 2,000 degree inferno. Yeah, you know, it was a huge flame, you know, 15, 20 feet above it. So we just had the RV alone in the field of dirt with no, you know, no onboard fuel like the propane or gas so that we don't get too crazy with this, um, keeping keep the fire department. But it was the fire professional that started the fire. Like yeah, we, we wanted them to okay. go ahead and do the ones that actually started. We, we weren't any part of that. We, we handed it over quite early at that <laughs> point. And, and, and they were all, you saw, they were all they were out in full, full gear. Oh, and yeah. And everything. They, you know, cause it's it was, great training for them. It was flexible training, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and what's great about it is that, you know, you, you guys used the utmost amount of, of professionalism that you possibly could in that environment. You had fire pros all around you. You had a lot where you had, it looked like at least a 50-yard perimeter around the, the fire spot, uh, at least, and maybe maybe even bigger. That was a huge field. Um, and and then you had all the right people in the right places and, and making the right decisions. Now, here's the thing, is that people aren't going to have all of those 
luxuries of having firemen standing mm. right there <laughs> and, and helping you put that fire out when that thing goes. So people, you know, and again, it's not about scaring you. It's about being prepared because you know it being in rvlove.com and all the suggestions that you do whether in your books or in your training classes it's all about being prepared those simple things that you know it just it's almost common sense to some folks but until you start doing it and then realizing how important it is to to make a list uh, whether it be about fire safety or how to pack your camper or, or what to check before you leave, you know, checking the tire pressure and, and making sure your propane's turned off before you roll. What are some of the lists that you folks have available on your website? Well, we do actually, there's a blog post that we have that goes along with the video. It's called rvlove.com forward slash fire. And that has a whole list of things you can do when it comes to an RV fire because you don't want to be in a panic situation and thinking, well, what do I need to do? It needs to be second nature. We've got some, like, if you're broken down on the side of the road, how to stay safe mm -hmm. um, and, and the steps to follow because it is stressful. We've been broken down on the side of the road in our motorhome and, and you've got semis coming by at 70 miles an hour and, you know, trying to call roadside assistance. And so we've got a whole checklist on how to deal with that. So, you know, lots and lots of... Yeah, it's really, you know, like as you guys are both saying, it's really about having some planning and some preparation in advance so that if you ever are faced with a situation where you need to act, you've already have that mental training on what to do. You can, so you can act quickly and without overthinking it. So mm -hmm. that's, it's really important to have that pre-planning. Same thing in your regular homes. You know, this is... Yeah. Part of the reason we want to do this video is, is for fire education in general, not just in RVs. Of course, being RVers and, you know, it's, it's a very big passion for us, but, you know, there's a lot people can do that we should follow these practices in our regular homes too to make sure we're safe there. And, well. and most RVers are not full-time RVers and still, you know, have a camper that they take out for vacations or weekends or they might do part-time or extended travel. So I'd say that a, a large percentage of RVers have a home as well as an RV or a camper. Right. You know, there's, but there's more and more people living on the road these days. They're homeschooling. Yeah. They're working from the road. They're enjoying the great outdoors. And, you know, for those people that are full-timing, and, you know, think about the, the things that we do every day in our own home to be more, you know, cleaning up after ourselves, right? We don't just leave the dishes in the trash building up, and, and we don't leave, let, leave our living room cluttered, you know? So it's just little things that we should be doing every day uh, to help put that together. We have about, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds left here guys what's going on next with rvlove.com oh gosh well you know we just got back from elkhart actually at the rv of the year awards being announced uh, the winner will be announced on monday so we were honored to host those awards and we're getting ready to head south for the winter because it's pretty cold here in colorado so wow. we're just looking at a different different rv to do that in because our little little casita is a little bit small for an extended trip so all right we'd like to thank you so much Sorry, guys. I'd like to thank you so much for coming in today and this wonderful insight. Thank you so much. And don't forget to tune in next week when we speak to Terry Broussard, the creators of RV App Stop tonight. Uh, we are All Things RV, brought to you by Campus in RV, now on all podcast platforms and uh, right here on 1370 and 99.9 WFEA. Remember, folks, when it's all said and done, RV living is about having fun and building memories with the people that you love. That's the important stuff. All you need is love. But da 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 da. All you need is love. But da 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 da.